Welcome to Off The Bounce. This is the NBA podcast that you did not know you needed in your life. I'm your host, Kajan, and as always, I'm joined by Dinks. Hey, hey. And Nissan. What's going on, folks? You know I got your fun fact. And did you guys know a giraffe's tongue is 20 inches long? You know what else is 20 inches long? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do not go there. Do not go there. A Subway sandwich. Um... Okay, all right. Get your mind out of the gutter. Listen, guys, I have some important news to share. Christmas is canceled. Because it is our Halloween NBA special. Bubble, bubble, toil and trouble, something. Whoa, 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 whoa. Knock it off, okay? This is not Macbeth, okay? We just got some scary, spooky topics to cover in the NBA. There's so much going on. I want to start off with this. Who is scarier right now? Headband Clay or Hoodie Mellow? Nissan, start us off. I mean, after last night's performance, it's Headband Clay. Ooh. We're not dropping 52 points, 14 three-pointers. Um, I was kind of worried because the start of the season, he was shooting roughly about 13%. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of, I mean, I didn't think he would get a shot back, but I think he heard my prayers or something. You I were do... complaining about him a couple of days ago because he's on I, your fantasy team. He, he is on my fantasy team, so I am a little biased. You but... were going to trade him for Donovan Mitchell. Ooh. Okay, listen. That's actually a pretty And now good... you're on board the headband clay trade? Listen. No, 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 listen, zip it. I'm talking. I'll that, let you talk. Exactly, exactly. Zip it. Hold on. Okay, he dropped. <laughs> 14 three-pointers. You realize that's an NBA record, and he beat Steph Curry's record, which was 13. He's not going to do that again. Oh, he might, but that's not going to happen every single night. Yeah, the Chicago Bulls were just looking at him like, well, this is going to hurt like a mother <laughs> Especially after the first quarter. <laughs> Especially after the first quarter. But it, it, it just goes to show that he can kind of he can have one of these nights every now and then, not consecutively, but um, it just makes it more terrifying because you don't know really when you're going up the, against the Warriors, who's going to drop how many points? You know, it could be KD dropping 40-plus. It could be Steph dropping 40-plus. It could be KD and Steph and Clay dropping a total of 100 points if they really want. I wouldn't be surprised if they get to 200 this season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that is pretty scary. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you a spooky story. You're a aging Mike D'Antoni walking into the Houston training facilities. You sit down your bag. You dust off your your boots or whatever you have. I don't know if he's wearing boots or Yeezys at this point, but who knows what it is. Uh, And you open the door and you look inside and there's a single light shining in the facility and you see a face turn back at you and it's Carmelo Anthony! Ooh, nothing is scarier than that! And then he comes up to you and he goes, I will not come off the bench. I know, Mike Tony's just thinking, you're sucking the life out of me right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing is scarier than Carmelo Anthony on your roster. This man literally just takes away from any success that a team is having. Look, he left Oklahoma and they're performing better than ever. They're playing a lot better as a team. And I think they have a much better season ahead of them. They're off to a gate's a little bit rougher, but to see the cuts that are happening, Westbrook coming off an injury, little bit of rustiness there, uh, no pun intended, but they are going to be playing better. Houston, off to a very questionable start, very challenging for them. Right now, you know what's terrifying? Carmelo Anthony. On your team, I got it. I, I I do agree with you. Carmelo has been kind of still trying to find his place coming off the bench. He's kind of like I, I think like he still thinks that he's a starter, but then 
he's really trying to embrace that ventral. I mean, he did, you know, he dropped 24 and 22 points in the last two games, but those two games were without Chris Paul. So obviously he got a lot more touches, took, but still went 8 for 18, 9 for 17. Um, still played pretty decent. I, I, like, I've got to say, in terms of the Houston Rockets and um, their record, yeah, they're it's not scary. looking too good right now. It's scary. Yeah, yeah they're 1-4. Yeah. I, th- I think, you know, playing along- alongside Chris Paul, it... For James Harden, it's uh, it works for him. I don't think it works for Carmelo as much. Even to put this was... into perspective, though, yeah, the Sacramento Kings are four and three, and the Rockets are one and four. Yeah, it feels like wherever Carmelo's going, scary things are coming that way. Something wicked this way comes. Oh, even better reference. All right, let's move on to the next question. Which player is a werewolf about to come alive? This season. Who's going to have that breakout season? Dinks, I'm going to start with you. Ooh. Oh, man. As much as, like, I want to say breakout player, I've got to go Zach Levine of the Chicago Really? Wolves. Whoa, okay. Yeah. After, they, after he got slapped by the Warriors? I mean, they are getting no, no, shellacked. Not. <laughs> not smacked. But Zach Levine, mind you, is actually doing really well. Like, mm-hmm. the... Obviously, we know that the Chicago Bulls cannot defend to save their life. But I've got to say, Zach Levine with, you know, the multiple ACL surgeries looks great. He's averaging 24 points a game right now. Dropped dropped more than 30 points in the first three games this season. Is averaging more than 20 points on the season. He has shown that he can still attack the hoop. Mm -hmm. He's shown that he can still rebound. He can still shoot the three relatively well. He's still, like making some things happen with, you know, the, with, like, the turnovers and stuff. But I think right now, without Laurie Markkinen, seeing how Wendell Carter Jr. is playing in, mm. um, Jabari Parker still looks looks a little bit questionable. I think Zach Levine is that player that's showing you that, hey, I still have offensive talent. And I'm, like, and I think he's really broken out as becoming, like, that main scoring option without being behind Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew do, Wiggins. Do you think, though, he can just be a good player on a bad team putting up good stats? No, because I think that he has all the tools to be kind of like a Russell Westbrook or be that type of a player. Because I think the, the werewolf of the team is going to be Jason Tatum. Ooh, Ooh, so that's your pick. That's my pick. Because, you know, we came into the season assuming that, you know what, they're going to get Gordon Hayward back. They're going to get Kyrie Irving finally healthy. And you know what? They're going to be you know, the head honchos of the team running and gunning. Uh, but it doesn't seem like that right now. It seems like this is Jason Tatum's team. And, uh, you know, Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward can take a seat back. You know, they can sit back because it seems like, and I'm saying this right now. I don't know if you want to put this in the commissioner's book. Jason Tatum is going to be an all-star this year. Okay. He's going to be an all-star this year. I mean, are we putting it in the book? Put are it we, in the book. Are we locking it in? Lock it in. Okay. He's going to be an so all-star. We're gonna we're going to start picking who our all-stars will be, and you've just picked your first all-star. I picked my first all-star. Wow, right. wow. This yeah. is very... That's how confident I am. Now, he had an outstanding season for a rookie. He is going to have a, you know, a much better season this year coming off you know, what he learned from the previous one. But you know, learning under, you know, for example, like Kobe Bryant as well in the offseason, I think he's just fearless coming into the season. He doesn't care whose team it is, and he doesn't care about what the critics say or what the media says about you know, this is Kyrie Irving, and he wanted to come here and run a team. Jason Tatum is going to take over. Okay, we got your pick. And not only did you say he's the werewolf in the season, 
or this uh, of this of this season NBA season, we actually locked in your pick that he's going to be on the All Star team. So we will double back and check and see if you're actually right. But you guys are both wrong. The real werewolf to be is Kawhi Leonard. Ooh, I'm a fun guy. He is not a fun guy. <laughs> the man with the two, the claw, the two claws. This guy is really bringing a new, fresh energy to the Raptors squad. We, he, he is literally redefining what we are known for. He is getting down and dirty, making the cuts, and just seeing the court in a way that this Raptors squad has, uh, squad has never seen before. Hey, hey, don't talk about quads and Kawhi Leonard. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's just a tongue twister waiting to happen. <laughs> Cut me some slack, guys. I'm telling you right now that Kawhi Leonard... He is off to what, 27 points he's averaging right now? Yeah. About 50% field goal percentage, uh, 75-ish from free throws. I'm telling you right now that he is going to have that breakout where he comes out and he starts to make a real argument for MVP. That's who my money is on. And truthfully, the way I feel about him when I watch him play, it's similar to Ennis Cantor. When I think about playoffs, my nipples get hurt. Every time he hits yeah. the courts, just get uncomfortably excited. I mean, that, 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 that's my pick, guys. That's my pick. Let's move on to the next question. Which player has come back from the dead? Which player is really coming back to life? Nissan, we'll start with you. Like I mentioned earlier, Headband Clay has finally risen from the dead. You know, uh, after shooting, what is it, 13% in the first few games and finally... Finally finding the touch behind the arc, dropping 14 points. I am no longer worried anymore. And thank you um, for whoever I'm facing this week for not accepting my trade for Donovan Mitchell. Um, I'm definitely keeping Clay after this. But it's it's good to see him back, though. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty good answer, especially last night. That was, sorry, two nights ago, that that performance. Amazing. Dinks, what about you? Someone that was so down to trade Clay Thompson. Oh, <laughs> you're awfully behind. You're awfully there behind headband Clay. I think someone hit your head like you know they hit hit Clay's head. I'm ab- I'm about to show you who's who's who really came back from the dead. Uh oh. You know. Do you guys remember Kendall Jenner's ex boyfriend? Ooh. From the depths of Lob City, now to the Motor City. Mm. Oh. He is riding. He's there. Uh-oh. He's back. Uh-oh. I'm talking about Blake Griffin. Oh, wow. okay. Blake Griffin is back in full form, dropping a career high, making Dwayne Casey coach of the year candidate, early coach of the year candidate, improving this Detroit Pistons team. Blake Griffin is the best version of himself right now. I like this Blake Griffin. He has reinvented himself despite having a myriad of injuries in the past couple of years. You know, with like, like him breaking his hand from the multiple quad to the knees, to the knee problems. Blake Griffin is back. He shoots the three. He puts the ball on the floor. He goes up and gets blocked by Jared Allen twice in a game. He still <laughs> got hops, ladies and gentlemen. He is still a pick and roll beast. He can still finish around the rim. And he shoots the three. His game has expanded. He's, he has breathed brand new life into not only the Pistons, but into his career. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's just approaching 30 right now. Okay. And I think like this current version of his game is just so well-rounded that his game will now age like fine wine. Wow. 
Nice answer. Love the energy, but you're wrong. The right answer of who's coming back from the dead is Hassan Whiteside. Who? Hassan Whiteside. That's right. Hassan Whiteside, who people didn't even want to blink an eye at, especially after last year's playoff performance in Miami, is now averaging over 16 rebounds per game and over three blocks per game. He's finding his rhythm. Obviously, the Miami squad, not the deepest squad. No one is expecting them to even go deep in the playoffs. Some people not even expecting them to make the playoffs. But I'll tell you right now, Hassan Whiteside has found new life. He is probably going to be one of the most pivotal reasons why this squad is creeping into the playoffs and puts up a fight against a number two or three seed in the East. And if that doesn't happen, here's another alternate reality thing. Not only does he come back from the dead, but we're dealing with sci-fi now. Maybe alternate reality, he gets traded. He gets traded to a contender for a few picks. And really, not only is he coming back from the dead and just slumping towards you like Walking Dead. No, this is like 28 weeks later or whatever that movie is where the zombies are running and stuff. World War Z, like Brad Pitt climbing to the helicopter. They're just climbing all over each other, except it's like Hassan Whiteside. You better watch out now. You better watch out now. He's the one that's come back from the dead, and you guys best believe that he's something to be feared. Interesting pick with Hassan Whiteside. I think, so you're saying he's breathing life not just back into the Miami Heat, but just back into his entire career? Oh yeah, I think I I I don't I, I don't think that's personally a a sustainable thing for Hassan Whiteside. Hassan Whiteside, you know, Steph going Steph, Hassan Whiteside going Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> what does that even mean? I'm pretty sure he's gonna get into some spat when he's sat during the fourth quarter because he's non-playable um, during tight games, and then he's gonna have some sort of like you know media, um, like he's gonna drop some names in the media, take shots at you know Eric Spolstra. And then he's just going to be back relegated to the bench. He's going to, you know, go into one of his moods. Wow. And we're going to be back to where Hassan Whiteside has always been. Wow. That's a real opinion from a real human being. Hey, blog boys. Nice. Nissan, anything to add? Yeah, I just don't like your pick, to be honest. Wow. Um, he's, they played against, aside from the last, uh, sorry, not the last two games, but two of the games being from Eastern, uh, Western Conference teams, they played all below 500 teams. The record's three and three. I'm looking at his numbers. Yes, I'm a blog boy a little bit. Um, not impressive. He dropped uh, his uh, so far his highest was 22 points and nothing. Because he 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 just rebounds like he's very one dimensional. He hasn't really expanded his game. His game hasn't changed. He's like still like fourth season in as like a as a starter, and he's still non playable in playoff certain playoff situations and certain late game situations. So I don't think I think I think. I don't think he's going to be relevant for too long. It's true, and I don't think even his body language on the floor, again, like you mentioned earlier, is like the fourth quarter presence. If he's not there, does he even want to be there um, in the next games or you know earlier on? It's just, yeah, no. Even trading him, like I don't even think any team would want him, to be honest. Well, it's a good thing that both of you are wrong. Moving <laughs> on to our next question. <laughs> who is the trick? And who is the treat? Who is that player that is pulling uh, maybe the veil over eyes very soon and not going to pan out as we thought or we hoped or rise to our occasion? And who is the real treat that has blessed their team? All right, who is the trick? Who is the treat? Luka Doncic or Trey Young? 
Ooh, this is our early rookie of the year battle right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much it's a rookie of the year co- uh, conversation. I just had to change the question because it's a Halloween theme. <laughs> uh, Dix, we'll start with you. All right, let me preface my answer by saying both these players are actually spectacular in their own right. Yep, they're doing. They're they're, they're just kill. They're kill. They're blowing out all the other rookies, including DeAndre Ayton, including including like a Marvin Bagley. Um out of the water right now um with that being said i think the treat is luka Doncic. whoa the trick is trey young wow why do you say that luka Doncic has just been he's just showing poise showing maturity showing court vision showing that passing gift that like is so rare that you saw in like a lebron james a ben simmons a magic johnson he just you 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 know why he was Eurobasket MVP, and he just brought that, and his game translates so well. He uses the fact that he's six seven, but he's he he uses his size, his stocky size, so well to like post up smaller guards, you know, plays well in the pick and roll. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and he's he's just he's just so his intellect, his ball intellect is really high. Trey Young shows a lot of signs, like with. Amazing shooting, some amazing, uh, some court vision as well. But obviously, him being undersized, him being in 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 Atlanta, and the fact that mostly like he is a liability on defense, and I guess like very similar to Steph in his early days, he's streaky. Right now, Trey Young is is streaky, but I think I think they both can only go up from here. But right now, Luka Doncic is just is just the perfect player for any rebuilding franchise. Especially one like Dallas and Trey Young, I think is too. But I think Trey Young comes with a little more risk than all the rewards. Okay, looks like Nissan just disagrees with you, and he's shaking his head crazy. Okay, please tell us why do you think Trey Young is the treat and Luca is the trick? Trey Young, you already mentioned the shooting that he comes with. Yeah, it can be streaky, um, but the the comparison you even made is to Steph Curry. So really, this is a long term treat that I would want to have. Oh, on my roster. It's like a Tootsie Pop then. Exactly. Nobody likes Tootsie Pops. I, I like Tootsie Pops. Actually, Tootsie Pops are pretty pretty good. Especially like they come in different flavors. So, um, Okay, let us know in, in an iTunes review. Give us a rating, I guess. And uh, <laughs> whether you like a Tootsie Pop or not. But go on, Nissan. But no, Trey Young, again, they're on a young squad. It's harder to, hard to, I guess, gauge. Because um, Atlanta, really, they're not going to win any games. They won one game, and that's against the Mavs. But we've seen that one matchup against Trey Young and Luka Doncic. We've seen, well, I thought, honestly, the Mavs were blowing them up by like 20-plus points. And Trey Young turned it on where it mattered. And I think that's what kind of stood out to me, is that he, he turned it on in the fourth, where pretty much he led the team to a victory against the Mavs. And that shows a lot of signs. And yes, he has poise as well, like Luka Doncic, like you mentioned. But he can bring his team back, whether it's him, whether it comes with the shooting from behind the three-point line, or getting his assists up as well. And you talk about court vision, yeah. If you look at House of Highlights, there's a, there is a highlight where Trey Young passed the ball to Torian Prince before Torian Prince would even look back. Mm. And as soon as he turned his head back, the ball was already in his hand. Like, yeah. he looked back and that ball was coming to him. And luckily, you know, his reflexes were fast enough to catch and shoot. That is the ultimate catch and shoot pass that I've ever seen by any point guard. But I do agree. They both are good point guards. I just... Uh... Okay. I mean, pretty good answers. I'm going to have to agree with you, Dinks, that Luca is the real treat. Like you said, he's, he's an 
NBA player in the full sense of the word, affecting the court on both ends and really elevating his teams as well as putting up considerable stats on his own, averaging 20 points per game. He's shooting actually a better uh, field goal percentage than Trey Young, even though Trey Young was supposed to be the shooter, quote-unquote. And when it comes to three points, they're not too far off. They're pretty close in terms of three-point percentage as well. I think Luka really, you know, a lot of people were excited about him coming into the league, as was I. But to see this level of success is reassuring. And I got to say, he, he's the treat. He's definitely the treat on this yeah. team. I think both teams both Atlanta Hawks and Luke and um and the Dallas Mavs upon like switching those players I think they've both both have not like not neither of them have gone the short end of the stick both are very happy with their picks mm-hmm. I think it, we're obviously we can only tell like a couple years down the road but I think like Trey like let's just let's just put it out there Trey Young and Luka Doncic are both really good in their own right awesome yeah. awesome let's move on to the last question which NBA team is the land of the dead where oh. the tanking has begun? Oh, I think I think we can all agree on this one. You think so? Yeah. You think we're all it, agree? It's we're all gotta sure? be that one place and one place only. That one place where dreams go to die. Yep. The one place where you might have success and you might have a glimmer of hope, but the, then you have just everything fade away in an instant. The one place where David Blatt, Tyron Liu, Byron Scott, and Mike Brown. All went to die. Oh my goodness. Could we, for the once in the history of the show, all be thinking of that same place? I think we're thinking of the land. We're thinking about, oh, oh yeah, we're definitely thinking about the same place. Cleveland! This is for you! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, Oh, wow, we we actually agree on this answer. Wow. I mean, I think they, the whole signing of Kevin Love was to kind of show a glimpse of hope for the Cleveland, Cleveland fans. But, uh, yeah, especially with that recent injury of his, I don't think it's going anywhere. And it is a tradable contract. So maybe they might trade him somewhere else, get some future picks, start the rebuild now with the firing of Tyron. Let's, I mean, let's be honest. Cleveland's not doing any of that. No. And apparently, <laughs> according to Twitter, um, Assistant coach, who is supposed to be the interim head coach, doesn't even want to take the position. Yeah, because you you don't know what's going to happen to him. He needs some financial security. You know what? Shout out to Ty Lue, man. Man got man got paid. Yeah, and you man know what? Got, man got four listen, years of fifteen million. Yeah, he got paid, and listen, he doesn't have to stay in that organization and affect his coaching record. Yeah. At the end of the day, he was there for the championship, and people make jokes about LeBron being the coach, this and the other. Listen, he had a pivotal role in that. Uh, LeBron believed in him. And when you have your players believe in you, he was really a player's coach. You get success out of it to the yeah. point where they actually won that championship. So kudos to Tyron Lue. And yeah, Cleveland is the land of the dead. Poorly managed team. Yeah. Poorly run business. I think at the end of the day, while they are tanking to get that top 10 pick, because if it goes to 11, Atlanta gets that pick. It is protected in that way. Um, I, just, I just don't see any organization as bad as them right now. I think the NBA felt so bad that they gave him the All-Star Game in 2022. Whoa, 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 whoa. Guys, let's stop this in Cleveland. Hold on. Are they getting the All-Star Game in 2022? Yeah. You keep your mouth shut. I'm going to go in and slap your face. Oh, man. That is, that's pretty bad, I but guess. You, but you know, like Tristan Thompson said, they're still the Eastern Conference champs. 
Yeah, not, <laughs> not anymore. Yeah, when he said everything runs through Cleveland, yeah, yeah, it runs not through them, but over them, and then comes puts it in reverse, runs it back over to check if they ran over something. Turns out they didn't really care about what they ran over, and that thing is now dead. Dead, waiting for someone to pick it up. Back. Thank you all for listening to our latest episode of Off The Bounce. Make sure to rate and subscribe to our show. Leave a review for us because that really helps. And make sure to follow us on Off The Bounce Pod on Instagram and on Twitter to keep up with the news. We'll see you all next time. Have a good one. Peace. 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 Later, folks.